Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the most anticipated movies of 2023. It's funny because we were, we were planning on doing all of the games and the movies last week. But then the games got so like so like they they were they were in depth. They weren't just yeah. like it wasn't just long. It was like deep. You know, we were like in that discussion. And so like you know, by the time we got to where we'd have to talk about the movies, it was like, well, this might as well be its own little episode thing. So here's the episode thing. Yeah, totally. Um, so we'll be talking about that. We also have some picks of the week. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, so I feel like not a ton, like other, like not anything new necessarily, other than what I'll talk about for like pick of the week. Um, been playing, catching up on the last bit of the season of Apex. I've been doing more Elden Ring, which is still fantastic. I've been uh, playing some Overwatch 2 with people. I've been doing, you know, so just like the usual, the last, like however, Marvel Snap. Uh, I've been doing just like the, the usual kind of stuff. Um, watching Bad Batch, uh, that's still fantastic, uh, week to week, so, um, but yeah, not a ton new, man, um, I, I just discovered the Atari 50 collection, I haven't bought it and played it yet, but I'm very intrigued about, uh, about that collection of games that came out last year, I, that I somehow completely forgot, like, didn't, like, missed that it came out at all, um, and so, like, you know, but that's, like, that's something I'll talk about in the future, I am sure. Um, so not a ton. What, what have you been up to this week, Chris? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> additionally, not a ton. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I I guess the, the one thing I've been up to that I'm in the middle of, um, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned, I may have mentioned this before, I don't know, um, is uh, I, I've been reading through Duma Key by Stephen King. Have I talked about this? No. So, I mean, this is a, uh, a, a book he wrote back in, like, I think it was probably 2008, something like that. Um, but uh, I've always I've always wanted to read it, so I picked it up, and I'm about halfway through. It's really good. Uh, the premise um, is uh, this guy, he's a, a high-powered, like, a construction contractor architect kind of guy, runs his own company, he gets crushed by a crane on his job site, part of him. He loses an arm, and uh, then his life you know, kind of falls apart, and he ends up uh, moving to Florida um, to this island named Duma Key in the Gulf, and then starts. Uh, he picks up uh, painting, and they may be... Supernatural paintings. Yeah, I, I was about to say, when does the when does like the supernatural like twist <laughs> yeah. happen? Well, here? it's uh, it's it's uh, you know, right now he's in the middle of basically trying to figure out. Well, I guess he's maybe kind of figured it out, but I'll just tease it. You know, like does he paint? Does he like paint what is happening that he knows somehow about, or does he control what is happening with his paintings? We don't know. Interesting. Yeah. It, so, so here's the deal. Like, is it tied to the island, or is it like? I mean, what, I don't those know. Are, like this. Those are great questions, John. Okay. Well, well, I'm gonna have to uh, have to check one, out this book and find out that, then. Well, yeah, ones that I don't have uh, the complete answer to. I oh, no. can give you my I can give you my thesis, oh, but mm. uh, you know, 
Mm. I don't know how how spoilery you want me to get. How do you spell this? Uh, Duma, D U M A. Okay. Key like like yeah. it's you know as if it was like one of the Florida keys or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. And, and that, yeah, I was I like whenever you said it, I kind of assumed it was that, but then I was like, okay, it could be D O O M A K E Y. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, you know. Oh, K E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Doom the video game. Oh, A-key. Doom. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Doom uh, is is the first word, then key. Yeah, cool. Uh, that's. All uh, but I, I but I, like I recommend. It. I mean, so I, th- I was actually thinking the other day. I was trying to. I was like, man, like, I think the there are three authors that over the course of my life I have just gravitated toward, and um, it's Tolkien, um, John Grisham, and Stephen King. Like, I've read more of those three authors than any other author. Have you read there's like singular the big, authors? There's like the big Stephen King series that people like that they like they try to do like the movie uh adaptation. The Dark Tower. Yeah, like have you read yeah, that I, that whole thing? No, I like I've all I've always so here this this so this is it, John. Uh, like I've always wanted to. But the the there's eight books and the mm-hmm. size of them is so daunting to me. Yeah. Because and they're not like they're they're shorter than some of his other things. Yeah. But like I mean this, you know, ha- most of his books are like they're close to a thousand pages each, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like that is just like, I mean I'm talking probably years of my life, and and yeah. a, may, maybe that's fine. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I think that's I honestly like that that sort of almost feels kind of cool, like kind of nice. Like yeah. I don't know what you do once you get to the end, but it's like just like with Tolkien, like. I feel like with the Lord of the Rings, like you start reading that, and you're like, "Well, I'm, yeah. I'm here for but a even, while." <laughs> even some of his, but like you know, I, I, I honestly like I, I, um, I've also read a ton of like Stephen King's short stories because I can. They are like you know, smaller bite sized tastes without mm. having to like. I mean, I, I didn't. I got halfway through like Under the Dome, for example. That's one of that, and I think The Stand are, are his two longest uh, books. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look that up to make. I might be making that up, but um. But the, but it's it's like it's like uh, almost eleven hundred pages. Yeah, it's like ugh, so. Long. I got halfway through it, and I'm like, I can't, I can't finish this. This is it's just droning on and on and on and on. Dude, some, but of, other, some of those other short books story, are great. Short story collections are like more, like more, like they hit so hard. Some of those small small like short stories that he has. <laughs> just FYI, you know, it's like you start reading those, and I'm just like, oh my gosh! Like I. I, it, the weight of some of the short ones has felt as as heavy or as like impactful as some of the larger ones, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, it, like, um, yeah, because like several of those, you know, like the trying to think here um, off the top of my hand, I wasn't prepared for this discussion. John. I would have done more <laughs> research, but um, I'm pretty sure like the the mist was a short story. Yeah, um, I. Th- think that there's another what, what are some of his other older movies um shining was a full novel right right um, yeah the movie like the the movies are are like i guess the short stories are kind of primed for that because like the the big ones it's like how do you adapt something that's so long you know right um, which which has always been the struggle with people as they've tried to like adapt like the dark tower series um like even to like the comics like there's some good comics adaptations yeah i mean did they okay yeah did they do all did they do all like the full story because like he didn't he just he just recently finished the i think what was was 2018 the last uh the last dark tower novel 
good question. We should have Cody here because he's the first I person know. that was like reading these. But I don't, I don't I, know. Did uh, he ever finish it? That's a good question. Let's see. Dark Tower uh, graphic novel set. Is there a complete set of them? Uh, that's what I was like. Yeah. Like, did they have they made every novel, every book in that series into a graphic novel? Man, I don't know. That's a good question because I think it may, may have only done the first book. Nope. Okay. So we have Gunslinger Born, Long Road Home. I don't know. I mean, it looks like it's like they've got a bunch of them. If it's not done, I would imagine that they're on their way to completing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's there's a lot of them. There's this like, there's like a eight books uh, box set here. Yeah, I don't know if, the, if all of these like there's a huge stack of them. Like whenever I like see pictures of this. Yeah, so if you do the uh, the box set for the graphic novels, it's super expensive as well. Um, like, ridiculously expensive. Well, cool. I don't know. I can't tell because there's so many of them <laughs> and so many different <laughs> versions of them. Oh, like, there's, there's different... Ver Wait, they did the, different versions of them? Yeah, there's, like, hardback. There's collected editions. There's the, like... The, oh, crap. There's, like, yeah. the, the volume... Because, like, the Gunslinger Volume 1, like, the gra that graphic novel is only, like, one portion of that story... And that first book, like the, the book, The Gunslinger. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, you know, I just thought that was interesting. You know, like, um, I, I don't know that, you know, like, whenever, you know, that I would have guessed that those three, you know, authors would be the ones. I know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not saddened by it or, uh, you know, I, I like all their stuff. So, you know. I think that, I think though that like, especially like. Tolkien and um and Stephen King like they, like I feel like those like kind of go you know the geeky kind of circles and things yeah I guess um, they can I mean they're generally kind of different you know like Tolkien's yeah. fantasy he's right. more sci-fi like supernatural horror, kind yeah. of stuff yeah sci-fi horror and then John Grisham's you know like you know it's, it's all lawyerly although he has some good books about um baseball and football and stuff like right. that right I uh, if anyone hasn't listened to the movie The Firm's soundtrack, oh I yeah, listen to that. I listened to that again the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh, so, so good, so good. I wonder if they have that on vinyl. Dave Grusin did the music for it, and it's like it's piano, and there's like the there's a few songs in there, like the Memphis Stomp, and uh, yeah. Anyway, like there's some real good ones in there. Um, so if you haven't listened to the soundtrack, just listen. To, if you don't watch the movie, watch the movie. It's fantastic. Tom Cruise. Um, running all around Memphis, like there's this chase scene and stuff. It's great, um, but uh, but the soundtrack is just just amazing. Like ten out of ten music in that soundtrack. Um, Chris, well we've talked about a lot, yeah, and we're gonna talk more about movies later. Not not about the firm or anything, but but more about movies later. But first, pick of the week, pick of the week. <laughs> All 
All right, John. Yeah. What is your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is a 3DS game that I have picked up uh, in an effort. As I said last week, I'm picking up games to like try to uh, to f- you know fill out the rest of the catalog that I've been wanting to play on 3DS that I ever had looked at and said like, oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play that one eventually. Um, but this week, Chris is a is a very interesting and and cool one called the Ultimate NES Remix. Oh, um, I got it on cart. Uh, I actually ordered it from like Amazon, right? Because they had some new ones in stock. Um, so I bought it there, and it came the for, first for time for the 3DS. For the 3DS, yeah, brand new. How games. they have new ones? I don't know. That's a good question. It wasn't marked up either. It's like twenty four bucks. What's um, it called? Uh, the Ultimate NES Remix for Nintendo 3DS, um, and. This game, so initially it came and the case was empty. Like, so someone had literally just like unwrapped it, taken the game out. And I was like, this is supposed to be new. So like, obviously, you know, returned that. And they immediately like sent, sent me another one and swapped it out. Like, and it was brand new. It was amazing. It works great. It's, it's all perfect. But um, the, the concept for this game is that it's a bunch of old NES games um remixed in a way as to present them in like a modern context so basically you have a bunch of different challenges to do with the different games you start off with like super mario um like or the mario brothers super mario brothers and or mario brothers i think it's just mario brothers um and uh and you have like hey jump over you know these these blocks or like bust blocks or like get power-ups and like it'll it'll give you a time limit to do that and based on how fast you are able to complete these challenges um you get like star ratings um and as you kind of go through these challenges it unlocks more games so there's kirby oh, cool. there's donkey kong there's uh there's a so doc- just give Dr. you all Mario. the games you have to like unlock them all yeah, and then the challenges aren't just like, hey, play the game, because like it's not like you're just getting like adventure uh, uh, Kirby's Adventureland or whatever it is. Um, you're getting challenges within that game, so it loads up that game and it goes, hey, take out this many enemies with this power up, um, vacuum up like four enemies, and and they chain them together in little like uh, bite sized chunks where it's like, okay, well you'll have like a four step process, and it kind of trains you how to play the game as you play longer and longer challenges. Um, it's really interesting and it's a really cool way to revisit those games in a modern context where it's not just like uber hard or it's not like oh man i definitely need save states or hey i need to read a guide or something like that it really does kind of tutorialize how to play those games and and lead you down um and unlock new ones like you could if you really don't like one of them you can jump over to another one oh i'm gonna play some excite bike for a minute you know and and do the jumps and the racing and stuff like that on that game and uh and so anyway it's it's a blast i sat down I, i did not expect like expect it to be as fun as it is where i was like man this is really fun and really good like where like I'll get two stars and I'm like, oh man, I, I bet you I can get another, I can get another like second off of that. And then you go back in and you do it and then it's like, okay, yeah, sweet. I got all three stars. It's just a, just a fun way to experience old NES games in a new context, which is fun. Interesting. That's wild. That's my pick of the week, Chris, the ultimate NES remix. I actually think if you have a Wii, um, there are two different versions of it. There's uh, NES Remix One and NES Remix Two, and then the the 3DS version is basically those two, like the best uh, levels from those combined into into a cart. Um, so for the 3DS, so that's kind of how they how they released it. Um, 
But yeah, so if you have one of the, you know, if you have a 3DS or have a, uh, a, a Wii, now is the time. Pick up the uh, Ultimate NES Remix. I think it's only like 20 bucks, like regular price. So, um, Chris, what's your pick of the week? All right, my pick of the week is a, uh, it's a movie on Netflix. It's old from 1985, starring Chevy Chase, called Fletch. Um, I'd never watched it uh, until uh, literally uh, this past, I guess maybe it was last weekend, or maybe it was this past, this past weekend. Either way, um, it, uh, it surprised me, John. I, I actually really loved it. Um, I mean, I, not that I thought I wouldn't love it, but like, I just didn't expect to like it as much as I, I did, you know, for <laughs> it um, for being uh, an older movie. It's apparently based on a series of books. Um, he plays a, an undercover newspaper reporter. Um, the music... John is number one super eighties number two <laughs> super great yeah, okay um, good. and so the soundtrack super super cool loved that aspect of it the whole like undercover cool part is like that's super uh, you know like uh, super great um, this is between so he he'd done at this point he'd done like Caddyshack and then uh, the first uh, National Lampoon's Vacation Summer Vacation. And that, but he hasn't done at this point in his career um, Christmas Vacation or anything like that. And so this that's kind of like the era of Chevy Chase you're getting. So it's it's still you know like but it's still like you know some some really great just like one liners and some physical comedy and disguises and stuff like that. It's really really good. I recommend it. It's it's a fun like it's you know not high cinema, but if you're looking for an enjoyable fun movie to watch. I would suggest it. it's on Netflix called Fletch. That's interesting. It's cool. Apparently, it's one of his favorite movies. He said like it's it's one of his favorite movies that he ever did because Who? it allowed him to like to be himself. Chevy Chase. Interesting. Yeah. The uh, like whenever you go back in time like to that era, like it's very hit or miss. Like what what like what like feels good in you know in modern contexts. So yeah, yeah. Here I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm gonna play part of this. Uh, should get to the part of the music. Like, <laughs> isn't that awesome? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I dig so, it. So that that kind of stuff is the whole soundtrack's like that. It's great. That's rocking. That's yeah. that's that's really fun. I uh, <laughs> I enjoy that soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Like I, I immediately was like I was like yeah yeah that that definitely is very eighties and very cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, my pick of the week this week was the ultimate NES remix on 3DS, and your pick of the week was Fletch on Netflix. All right, John. So um, we're going to talk about the uh, the 35 most anticipated movies of 2023. A list not made by us, but a list made by Rotten Tomatoes. Who better to ask about anticipated movies? Than Rotten Tomatoes. Then everyone. Wait, yeah. that's not that's not how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? <laughs> um. So what I'm gonna do, I'm just like, uh, we'll do what we did last week, where I'll we'll I'll t- go through the list and um, and if we want to pause and talk about them, we can. If not, we don't have to. But that's uh, that's the way we'll do it. We'll pause whenever we're interested. Yes. <laughs> and they've kind of taken out January because they updated every month. It looks like. So yeah. Interesting. Um, so, like, are we going to get January 2024? Like, is it literally like a rolling no. year? No. That'd be interesting. No, it's just 2023. Gotcha. Uh, February, 
Coming out in February, February 10th, is Magic Mike's Last Dance, John. Cool. Uh, on February 17th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. So this is where I'm going to pause for a second, John, and just tell you and just admit, I am not at all caught up with any Marvel movies. I haven't seen, I don't even know what's the most recent Marvel. I haven't seen Black Panther. You saw Doctor I haven't Strange. Seen, I saw Doctor Strange. Yeah. I haven't seen like the latest shows, um, whatever they are. Um, I am just like unbelievably behind. I have no excuse, but I, I feel like I can't watch this until I s- catch up somehow. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it, it, I feel like you probably could maybe at least catch up on the movie then. I like yeah, it's, it's I the mean, only movie I've missed is it, it was the only one that since Dr. Strange Black Panther. Is that, the, is that it? I think so. I mean, I, I okay. think so. Um, the, there are some shows, but I think the shows generally just feel like the, other than like Loki and like some of you know, yeah, they have WandaVision. There's ex- they really feel like they're just like extensions of like, of everything else. Yeah, okay. Like they just feel like it's feel like better. oh, it's extra stuff on the side, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Hang on. Well, mm, do we get to it? See, I question like what was the one? I didn't see this either. The one that was like that came after Black Widow. The movie? Yeah. Okay. Remember the movie? Has, hasn't there been a show with oh. her sister in it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Hawkeye. I haven't seen Hawkeye. Do I need to Hawkeye see Hawkeye? Is, Hawkeye is really good. I would yeah, suggest sure seeing Hawkeye because it's just really a good show. Um, okay. But I don't know that like if if those characters even whenever they show up like in something else because they will. I don't think it's going to necessarily have like the biggest like, oh, yeah, you should have watched that. Like you're not going to be lost whenever, uh, whenever, whenever, you know, those characters show up somewhere else. Okay. All right. Um, That's all that they have listed for February coming in March on March 3rd, Creed 3. And I will say uh, a lot of these are sequels in the, on this list. That's why, you know, a lot of times that's why they're the most anticipated. Right, right. Because it's like, oh, I don't know if I anticipate something that isn't a sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that's cool. I like the Creed movies. Um, I'm excited to see that. Agreed. Uh, this one I do not know. This is a movie called 65 starring Adam Driver. Um, directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Um, it says, oh, wow. Oh, the the writing and directing team of Scott Beck and Brian Woods, best known for writing A Quiet Place, helmed the sci-fi thriller starring Adam Driver as an astronaut who crash lands on a foreign planet only to discover he has landed on prehistoric Earth yeah. 65 million years in the past. Yep, this trailer uh. looks real. Like this trailer, I, I watched this trailer and I was like, yes. Okay, I'm yes. intrigued. Yes. Danny Elfman um, does the score, so that's yeah. cool. And Adam Driver, like, dude, it's like him sci-fi. Like, I don't know. It's like sci-fi, but like prehistoric as well. I don't. Know. It looked. The, you should watch the trailer. It looks real good. I. This is one that I'm very pumped about. Whenever I didn't know remember, remember the name of it, but whenever you said it stars Adam Driver, I was like, oh yeah, that's probably that that, that cool looking Adam Driver movie. Yeah, uh, coming March 10th. Is that the same date? Yep, same day. Scream Six. Um, okay, moving on to oh, still in March, March seventeen, Shazam: Fury of the Gods is okay. So this is what's confusing me is like, I guess maybe is the Flash movie the last movie that we're getting in the current like DC movie universe? Are there more? No, because there's Blue Beetle down here. 
So, so Chris, here's the thing. Like, I think that going forward, it's just anybody's guess whether or not these movies are connected <laughs> anymore. Gosh. Wait, um, you're saying this might not be connected to any of the other Shazam movies even? Y- yeah, I'm saying no. that like the DC is like EU expanded extended universe as we know it just like it's on a case by case basis they will decide what well, movies it connects to and which ones it does not. Well, that, I mean they've always kind of been doing that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just even more so now because like because of like the shakeups and it's like, oh, we might actually recast this, you know, Aquaman as Lobo. And it's like, okay, cool, dude. Or or Henry Cavill as somebody else. It's like, come on, guys. I mean, like I like James Gunn. Like I'm not don't get me wrong, but man, I don't even know. Like I don't whatever. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm also (laughs) like it's there. There are a lot of. There are a lot of uh, actors out there in the world. I'm not saying they're the only ones that can play them. I'm just like, yeah, but they're no. perfectly good ones. No, I know. I, but but I'm like, also confused by canceling all those movies, but then saying the Batman yeah. 2 by Bat Reeves is still proceeding. Like, yeah. but, but that's not going to connect to anything. So it's like, uh-huh. what in the heck? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's what I guess what I'm saying is that, like, and essentially, like, being like, oh, there's only four actors that exist, and they play all of the different heroes in the DC, you know, DC <laughs> cinematic yeah. Well, no, I think it's like a make good, because they're like, they're like, oh, and we know you and the fans are pissed off that we have now taken, <laughs> removed you from this role, but we're going to give you, you know, this other role that, you know, hey, it's just as good. It's like, no. <laughs> whatever yeah i don't know man i don't know what's happening over there war, war i'll tell you too. and i don't know I, I don't i don't know if you've watched been if you've um if you've been watching the witcher uh or not but like i think what i'm what i'm most bummed about is that um henry cavill quit the witcher so that he could go play superman yeah and then they recast him they were like well you're not superman anymore so now he's like out of two franchises <laughs> and he was he, he was good at uh-huh. both of them yeah <laughs> Like, come and on, really guys. enjoyed both of them. And then now he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna do Warhammer." I'm like, "I don't want that." <laughs> Gosh, well, that's, I, I I am fine with that because he's passionate about Warhammer. <laughs> sure, that's fine. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? But like, I'm like, man, this guy just got screwed yeah. over. I mean, but that's that's the story of almost ev- like it, <laughs> everyone actor. that's working with with Warner Brothers. Like, they, they oh, that's they, true. They canceled finished movies. Yeah. That's very true. And delete, like, they literally, like, discussed the fact that they were probably were going to destroy the footage <laughs> of those movies. Here's the, I, I, okay, this is kind of switching gears from, <laughs> from movies for a second, but it deals with Warner Brothers. Okay, what I don't understand, maybe you can clarify for me, John. There's the Gotham Knights game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's on sale right now in the store. Uh-huh. So I was thinking about buying it in the, mm-hmm. in the Xbox store, okay? Yeah, how, how much, how, how inexpensive is it? It's like thirty five bucks. Okay, so it's it's still up there, but so, like it's me- well, medium. It's like fifty percent off, I think, because yeah. I think it was a seventy dollar game. Oh yeah. Um, does it tie in to the Rocksteady universe? Because I know that Kill the Justice League will. Okay, so and in this in this version, Batman is dead, so it seems yeah. like it probably does. Uh, yeah, you you might you it might. I don't but know. I, I feel like I remember, and this is why I question it. I feel like I remember some random. Either a comment in a 
press conference or a trailer or an article that said something about how it doesn't tie in. So some of the characters of are different in this. Like whenever you run into like like Red Hood in in the, the Arkham series, he's yeah. like he's definitively a different like rep, like characterization than is in the the Gotham Knights game. So then it is a different universe. Um, it seems like it would have to be because of like all of the differences between the core cast of Gotham Knights. Why do that? I don't I, I these are good questions because like I and I don't think that that was the follow up to the, like the Batman universe that anybody wanted. Like the Arkham well, series no, that anybody like, wanted. Okay, either this is my thing. Either to do to one of two things. Either the the either that world is dead, mm-hmm. and you don't even continue it. Like, why are they? Why Rocksteady is even saying like, why is Kill the Justice League tie into it? I don't know. And and I that that's another confusing part to me is like I because if they're not going to make another another Arkham game, like Batman right. Arkham game... Then let like, someone else continue that. That style of game is so good. Like, it's really good. And the fact that no one is making that game now <laughs> is so, like, baffling to me. Yeah, same. Where it's like... And that game sold so well i mean, like, no one it, even copied it you know it, yeah, for another it makes, franchise makes no sense for them to have like released a a a bat universe game that isn't an arkham game in gameplay like and then simultaneously release from the same studio that made those a different game <laughs> that isn't that game you know and so it's like yeah. no, so no one is working on a game that would follow up on that franchise or follow up on that gameplay style and that is baffling to me because, like, I would have anticipated, like, okay, so do like a, a Dick Grayson Batman or do like a Batgirl or something like some sort of another Arkham game yes. with one of the other characters. Yeah. And, and I don't even care if you have a different studio do it. It doesn't even have to be Rocksteady. Right. I mean, they already had like the one, the, the one of the, so they had the, that spinoff that had all the bugs that people didn't like. Arkham Origins, was yeah. Yeah. But like, do that again, but, but, no bugs like because that story was really good right um just the bugs were were annoying and they patched it over time and it ended up being fine but like do that again um but do it you know better i don't know man it's it's baffling to me like those those decisions are are so strange to me that like no one like wb games has such a thing there like no one else is making something that's that that way and they have that license that's perfect for it. And no, they're not doing it. They're just yeah. like, oh, this thing that sold really well and everybody loves, let's never make that again. Never. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We can, we can uh, go back to the movies now. <laughs> okay. Also coming on March uh, 24th, John Wick Chapter 4. Nice. So that's exciting. Uh, March 31st, uh, last movie in March, we have listed Dungeons and Dragons. Honor Among Thieves, starring Chris Pine, Hugh Grant, Michelle Rodriguez, and some other people that I don't recognize. But man, uh, is this a is this the first in a series or something? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I assume that it's the first in what they want to be like a big series. Um, mm. 
but I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it also like has very like mixed reception, the trailer so far, like it's anticipated for sure. But like the, the trailer so far is pretty, pretty mixed reception, I think. So, uh, moving on into April, April 7th, the super Mario brothers movie starring Chris Pratt, Anna Taylor, joy, Jack black, Charlie day, Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen, Keegan, Michael key. That's a heck of a lineup, dude. Dude, I'm so ex- I'm 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 very excited for that. I Same. still, I, even on the like most recent trailer or whatever, I, I still know, am like weird. I don't know. It's that doesn't weird. sound like Mario. It's very I know. Strange. I agree. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why we did that. I. I mean, I'm also like equally as confused. I know. Uh, so we were playing. Um, I was playing the Sonic Frontiers the other day. Yeah, yeah. And DD was watching me play and we got to a cutscene. she's like that's not sonic's voice and i was like well it is in like these games it has been for a long time actually yeah um, since like yeah since for for yeah i agree for a long time but also like but in the in the cartoons mm-hmm. and in the um movie the like sonic one and two that you know that the live action ones like it isn't and it's those are more similar and i'm like i don't understand the two like creative directions for sonic's voice yeah i mean one of them is like the video games and animated series is from i think sonic oh man the whatever the 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 show was pre-sonic boom um but that era so like 2006 2007 like from then till now it's it's all been the same like all of the all of the shows um animated shows all of the games have all had that same like same actor doing the voice there and so like from a game perspective it's you know it 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 matches but yeah like whenever the movies like came out and it's it's like you know sonic has a different different voice in the movies that's strange like i in the second uh movie sonic 2 um the live action uh sonic 2 i say live action but it's like half animated you know what i mean anyway right. tails's voice is exactly the same um it's the same same actor that does uh tails's voice which was which is awesome that that uh they were able to like to do that um because like they they didn't g- cast like oh this s- star they casted like the voice actor <laughs> you know yeah. um so yeah it's and that is very that's that's pretty uncommon within you know any of this obviously because like mario being chris pratt is so strange yeah so strange all right moving on april 21st evil dead rise then moving on into may may 5th guardians of the galaxy volume 3 super pumped about that yeah we'll see how how that ends up i i'm pumped i'm interested in it but i'm not like i don't know i don't know what to expect man i have i I have low expectations but i'm i'm interested and excited for it then uh, on May 19, Fast X or Fast 10, the uh, the the what the first part of what is uh, rumored to be the last two Fast and Furious movies. Hmm. You think it actually will be? Like, do you think it's going to be like this I don't is the know. end? Who knows? I mean, it depends on if Vin Diesel wants to do it again. I mean, I, I they could make those. I mean, forever you know like yeah it's one of those franchises that you're like i mean you could just keep doing this yeah as long as those actors are in just keep doing it 
Yeah. I mean, it will make money, but uh, you know, that was one of the things like I was going to say earlier about the, uh, about like books is like sometimes whenever I dive in and it's like, okay, well they're like going to make these books like the star Wars, like, uh, books or whatever. Like I love diving into some things that are just like this, like almost endless, like sea of like this cool thing that you love, you know? And so it's like, yeah, I I think if you're a fan of the fast franchise, like, yeah, just keep going. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, like, you know, I think, you know, Yes, they're just popcorn, bubblegum, you know, action movies. But, like, they do th- take it, I mean, seriously. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, it doesn't feel like they're not, like, they're not, like, uh, just, like, oh, well, let's just, like, throw something out there and it'll yeah. it'll be, it'll sell, you know? Yeah. Not just, like, a cash grab. May 26th, The Little Mermaid live action. Cool. Uh, then moving on into June, June 2nd, Spider-Man across the universe, or the Spider-Verse, sorry, across the Spider-Verse. I'm excited about this. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I'm very, very pumped about this one. This one's like most anticipated movie of 2021 and 2022 <laughs> and now oh, yes. 2023. So um, it's, I feel like, isn't this like the first of two, like the, like this, like they're doing a trilogy. Part one. Or, yeah. I think it's part, part one. one. Yeah. Um, of but they're two. not calling. That's what's funny is they're not calling this part one. They're not calling Fast Ten part one. And then there's a Mission Impossible later that they're not calling part one. That's actually a part one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I, the first movie of uh, of Spider Verse, like I, I wouldn't have like I wouldn't like I didn't go into that being like, oh yeah, they need more on this. Um, because at the end of it, it's like it's such a like it's such a 10 out of 10, like masterpiece level oh, yeah. movie that like, I'm like, ah, oh, great. I hope they do more of this. Here's you what know? I'm going to have to do though, John, I'm going to have to go see this one in 3d because of how great the last one was in 3d. It was so good. And th- that IMAX 3d. Oh, it's so yeah. good. The soundtrack yeah. was also amazing in surround. Oh, it's yep. so good. Yep. Um, June nine transformers rise of the beasts. I'm actually oddly very excited for this. <laughs> It's the it's the sequel to Bumblebee, Chris, that we always I know, wanted. Does that make any? No, it's not. It's not at all the sequel that I wanted. It doesn't include any of the same actors. <laughs> Even after they kind of teased like that, um, uh, John Cena would be like you know would c- continue. The <laughs> it's not. This is ridiculous. But whatever. Yeah, and then like yeah, because like yeah, it's 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 Bumblebee, the Transformer that we really wanted that loved that solo movie of, and about forty other <laughs> Transformers. And it's like, are any of the human actors like back? No, <laughs> it's the follow up. It's the sequel. Um. All right, June twenty third. Is that the same? Nope. It's okay, a few weeks weekends later, the Flash finally comes out. Gosh, dude. Been- Waiting on that one forever, starring uh, Michael Keaton in the Batman role. So we're going to see when, what that means. When was the f- the first podcast that we talked about the Flash movie? Well, it was, I mean, it, it, I, it's got to be like 2019, 2018, yeah. 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. But like, they I, I think announced that they were doing the Flash movie. Like, yeah, way like, long time ago. I remember having a podcast like like I mean, two when did, houses uh, ago. When did Justice League come out? Like when Ezra Miller first played the Flash in that brief cutscene, or I guess it wasn't even wasn't even Justice League. It was the it was, uh, it was Batman, Batman vs Superman. Superman. Yeah, yeah. Because that, it was right after that they announced like, hey, there's gonna be a Cyclops movie. There's gonna be a Aquaman movie. There's gonna be a Justice League movie. Wonder Woman. Like they 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 were. When was that? 
Oh, that's a Superman. good question. Let me see. Batman I'm, versus Superman. I'm going to find out when it when it came out. 2016. Yeah. Okay, so 2016. It's now <sighs> seven years later. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. June 30th. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Man, Still hate that like name. Like I, I am now in my head, like competing in my head for like most anticipated being like Spider Verse, mm, but also yeah. this. Yeah. Mm, man, uh, I'm so even, excited. I, we haven't even gotten to my most anticipated movie. Uh, all right, moving on into July, July 14, day before your birthday. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. I take that back. They did do say Part One in this one. Oh, dude, I'm so down. Like a mission. This is another. Oh man, like. Now I, I have the, a three-way like tie here for, for, for my most anticipated. Um, they make a note in here that uh, this is the seventh movie, and it's the Tom Cruise, when this comes out, will have played um, Ethan Hunt for 27 years it's amazing. Of, his, of our lives. I know, amazing. All right, this, is, this next movie is my most anticipated. Oppenheimer, directed by Christopher Nolan. About the creation of the atom bomb. I love everything Christopher Nolan. Um, it's also my favorite period in history, like the World War II era. Um, and uh, I, he's already intrigued me, John, by that whole thing a few like months ago when he was like, "Yeah, I got permission to." This is I forgot the exact wording, but he basically um, he got permission to recreate the first atomic bomb explosion with practical effects. Which I'm like, are you saying without saying that you detonated a, an, an atom bomb <laughs> in the desert somewhere? No. What are, what are you saying? I don't know. That's, that's absurd. <laughs> I, I know. Isn't it? It's, it's, that it's seems absurd. insane. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but either way, whatever we see is going to be a real explosion at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that like, w- the other thing, like increasingly, since since Dark Knight on, I the audio in his movies is so much. It's like unhearable. I feel like sometimes, and that's the only thing. That's the one thing that like gets me like like bummed out I mean, about his movies. But a lot how of could this be that bad? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I didn't know. How, I will how, say. I mean. So it was, you know, it was bad in, in Tenet. I don't know that the audio, like, I could, I feel like I could hear the dialogue in um, Dunkirk okay. Uh, yeah, but like. I don't feel like so, that one was bad. So, but at the same time, I, I remember. I understand freaking Tom Hardy's accent. Dude, but we had like, we had so many, um, disc- we've, we have had so many discussions after yeah. his movies of like, I don't know if it was the theater sound. No, it's or him. If it was, it's 100% him. It's, no, it's 100%. It's just bad sound. <laughs> No, no, it's intentional. He thinks it's good. I know. <laughs> That's like what I he mean. Has, he has that quote where he's like, yeah, sometimes, you know, the, the music is more important than the dialogue. I'm like, what are you saying right now? Well, well it then is. Ha- then don't put important dialogue at the same time as the important music. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, we can't have both. <laughs> there are, there are like, in most modern theaters, there are at least 7.1 channels <laughs> Yeah. That you can put things in. Yeah, that's why they have one those. of them is dedicated to dialogue. Good lord! Uh, all right, so but this is starring um, uh, Cillian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Emily Blunt, 
Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Rami Malek, Josh Hartnett, and Benny Safdie. So a great freaking cast. I mean, and it's Christopher Nolan, man. Yeah. I don't care if this sounds bad. I will always go and love all of his movies. They're all really good. They're all like such good movies. But like the ones that I like the most are like the weird ones, like The Prestige. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and so like that's the only thing here is like okay well this is like it's a his- historical like thing here so like that's I my that's what it's my it's my it's my jam that's why i'm sure yeah. sure yeah I and mean, it's the same thing as with as with dunkirk where it's like okay that was a, such an exciting movie so good like but at the same time it's like well it's not gonna have like a you know a uh as the sci-fi thing that that like uh that that the prestige or um i mean i can't can't even think of the, the space movie had interstellar <laughs> yeah interstellar had yeah. you know so and those are like my favorite favorite elements i mean interstellar of great. Nolan. i think i i recently um i think i read something that the interstellar soundtrack is one of hans zimmer's favorite soundtracks he's ever written it's real it's good cool. it's yeah. it is a great score and like you know in that movie in particular it's like well yeah the score is is many times definitely more important than some of that dialogue yeah all right so moving on july 28th the Marvels comes out. Cool. Um, I'm down. Yeah, we'll see. That's I know very little about that movie. Surprisingly, like as we're coming up on it here, I feel like I, I feel like they've got a little bit of uh, of work to be done as far as like marketing I mean, that. It's the sequel to Captain Marvel. We yep. don't know what what time period it takes place in. Yep. Um, it says the film will also be the big screen debut of Kamala Khan, so mm-hmm. we have to, I guess I need to watch that series before this comes out. Ms. Marvel, it, that one honestly feels like, hey, this is an introduction to the character and like a pocket kind of a thing. Um, it's got some like, uh, some like, you know, teen drama, which is, which is interesting. Like, so if you like like teen drama kind of uh, stories then there, but I don't know that it will also like play into this. It's like basically, hey, let's do the origin story for this character on the TV show and do their like opening adventure there, so that that frees up like the character f- to do more, you know. Yeah. For the for the yeah. movie. Um, yeah. J- July. Wait, this we kind of jumped around there for a second. So like on the same day. Oh my gosh, this sounds. This is not smart. I don't think one, one of these getting delayed. Uh, no, no, no. July fourteen is the same date as uh, Mission Impossible. Uh, Roosevelt comes out, directed by Martin Scorsese. Also, one of my most anticipated uh, movies. I don't know. We don't know any, really anything about it. It's starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Roosevelt. Again, my favorite point in history. But uh, both both uh, Christopher Nolan and Martin Scorsese are probably in, they are definitely in the my top five movie directors um, uh, of all time. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it's, man, July's gonna be a wild month. So those are the same day. Yeah. Mission Impossible, no, Oppenheimer in this art, but uh, okay. Mission Impossible in, in this art. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, that, that makes that makes sense. Because I was like, I was like, man, you could just do a double feature of like <laughs> of historical oh, yeah. movies well, from I, we, legendary directors. Apparently, you can do a double feature of Oppenheimer and Barbie, which also comes out on July twenty first, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, which also looks freaking great just from the visuals. Yeah, I. Uh, it's fascinating, like the the different like set for, like for like i didn't even know that movie was happening and it was like they're they're you know they're filming this movie and i see the photos of of like the random like people like snapping photos on the street of uh of them filming this and i'm like that looks really fun yeah all right august the only movie we have listed for august august 18th is blue beetle 
I love the character of Blue Beetle, man. But Same. no idea, no idea we'll uh, how 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 any of the the WB movies are gonna shape out. You know, shape up. Yep. Um, coming in September on September eighth, The Nun two starting to get into uh, the Halloween kind of run up to Halloween season. Also on September twenty second, the third Quiet Place. Although it's going to be an untitled Quiet Place spinoff, it's not going to be a part of the main the main series. Apparently, it's also not directed by um, John Krasinski. This is directed by Michael Sarnowski. So um, we'll see. I mean, I love that world and that universe. Super see. interesting. I am. I I kind of do feel like that world is primed for like these kind of pocket stories. Like, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Did, it, cool. did you see Quiet Place Part 2? Actually, no. I haven't seen it Oh, yet. my gosh, John. It's just as good as the first one, just in a different way. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not as like, you know what the the thing, the like, <laughs> yeah. you know the conceit now. <laughs> yeah. But I think that they play on it a couple of different ways that like make it really interesting. So Cool. Yeah. And I, I would it. still say the first one, if you're going to watch, like the first one's still better. It's still the best. But so I, I mean, the first one was good. such a surprise too. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's hard to, hard to beat the, like the impact of that first one, you know? Yeah. All right, October 6th. I don't know much more about this. Oh, Craven the Hunter. This says, originally set to appear sometime in the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchise before it was discontinued by Sony, mm -hmm. the classic Spidey villain finally makes the jumps to the big screen. Is this so a Sony wonder, movie? And it doesn't say here. Is this like Morbius? I would assume Where it's Morbin so. time? It's Craven time? Probably. Here, let's see if we look it up. Craven. Craven the Hunter. Who is the studio associated with this? Looks like Sony. Okay. Yep. Okay. So it's going to be like, yeah, Venom, Morbius. Okay. Oh, look. Okay, hang on. This is They've got a list of... <laughs> That's how I feel about it too, Chris. Can I just echo the... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is apparently the, the Sony Spider-Man universe right now without Spider-Man because... Yeah, we don't have a Spider-Man for that universe. Yeah. Uh, it's this is, These are the movies. Venom came out in 2018. Then there was the Venom Let There Be Carnage 2021. Morbius 2022. Craven the Hunter 2023. And then... Uh, Madam Web... In 2024, and then there's Silver Sable, The Black Cat, Nightwatch, Jackpot, and Silk. They're playing in all of those movies. Man, those are all really cool characters. I don't want them to be, like, in that universe. Dude, I'm so confused by what they're trying to do. They're basically trying to, like, but what are they doing, John? They're trying to MCU it, but over on the Sony side. But With without Spider-Man? Yeah, without, without the main characters. Makes no sense at all. I mean, I do, like again, like I, all of those characters are really cool, like uh, characters in the Spider-Man universe. I, I fully think that they can like have their own movies and and uh, and stand on uh, with stories of their own. It's just, man, like based on the track record of of that studio and that, like, I just don't, I just don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust them with those cool characters. All right, October thirteen. Uh, the Exorcist. It's actually a sequel to the original Exorcist and is the start of a new trilogy. And starring Ellen Burstyn is rep reprising her starring role. So that's wild. Um, all right, John. This next movie. 
Can you guess what it is? <laughs> um, uh, Scoob 2. Nope. <laughs> November 3rd, Dune Part 2. Oh, man, it was a sequel. I knew it. I knew it was a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, super pumped for this. Dude, yeah. Like, I mean... I, you know, I say Oppenheimer's my most anticipated. This, this is a close, like, second. I was about to say, this might, like, this is, I have a, I have a, I have a quad tie <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super pumped for this. Like, I, uh, wait, let me see here. It covers the remainder of the, uh, of the, of the book. So, man, it's got a lot to do. Dude, yeah. Like, cause I thought it was going to be like a trilogy after where they stopped. So, yeah. Yep. Um, all right, next one. Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes comes out November 17. This was the uh, the prequel book that uh, Suzanne Collins wrote. Um, it's all about um, President Snow when he was a child. I read about a third of this and then just kind of just got bored and disinterested and put it down. Mm-hmm. So I already know how this story ends. I feel like yeah, it could be it could be better in the in movie form. I don't know. I yeah, I didn't read uh-huh. it, so I I I had actually very little interest in un, like knowing more about like that character or even like the past of the, the like that universe, like the first Hunger Games or whatever. It's like I I don't I don't even know how it started. I, I like I like the story that I got within that. So yeah. The next, oh, we're moving on to December, last month of the year, John. Uh, December 15th, Wonka comes to the big screen starring Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka in an origin story. Nice. I, mean, I love Timothy Chalamet. That's, that's so. a great casting. <laughs> uh, the Color Purple uh, comes out December 20th. Um, an untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. So the, the most recent Ghostbusters um, has a sequel coming out uh, on December 20th. Cool. Uh, December 25th, Christmas Day, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Nice, I guess. And, you know, depending on how they, uh, what they decide to do with this franchise, might be the last time we see uh, this version of Aquaman. Could be. Um, and then TBD, two other movies, TBD, The Nightingale. It's a uh, based on a novel. I Okay, the best-selling novel unfolds on the big screen with... Um, Melanie Laurent directing the tale of two sisters played by real life siblings, L and Dakota Fanning. That's pretty cool. Who resist the German occupation of France during world war two. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Sounds cool. Um, we're getting, this is crazy. We're getting like three world war two era movies in the same year. That's yeah, kind of high profile movies there uh-huh. within the same year. That's interesting. Legally Blonde 3 also is, uh, it's a, you know, the sequel starring Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Coolidge. And that's all we know about it. So John, out of all those, um, what's your, what's your, uh, most anticipated? I mean, so I have four, I have four most oh, man. anticipated. Holy moly. Um, if I had to like, if I absolutely have to pick one, it's gonna be into the Spider Verse because the build up on this has been so like long for me, mm-hmm. and I love, love, loved the like art and just the concept and the approach of the original. Like again, that that first movie is like masterpiece level of storytelling there. Um, yeah. Because every single character has like a, a a thing, has a good resolution, has an arc. All of the action like tells a story and has character development within the action. It's like the best 
of action and uh, with a, a really, really like stellar art style, you know? And so like mm-hmm. everything about that was exciting and dynamic and felt very good. So like that one would be like, if I had to pick one, that's the one, but also man, mission impossible. Like yep, yep. talk about action. Like that's no. like, Oh man, the best action movie franchise, I would say of all time. <laughs> Just wow. So man. good. It is real good. Um, and then, uh, and then Dune too. Like my goodness, dude, the first Dune like kind of took me by surprise. And so, like for the sequel, like the sequel to that, like coming out, like I'm, I'm, I'm amped. Um, the music and the visuals of that, like being a uh, a wholly unique uh, visual style, like the 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 confidence with which they basically just had really long shots of really cool looking spaceships taking off and landing <laughs> in the, the first one. I'm like, I want more of that. Let's do more of that. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one though? So that was the three. Oh yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then the, uh, the Indiana Jones, like, let's talk about, you know, iconic franchises. Like, let me, the return of Indiana Jones, like that one's up there too. So, um, but that, that's probably the order that I would put them in those top four. If I had to, had to put an order down. What about you? What's your, what's your top? Oh, I mean, I think my top is still Oppenheimer. Okay. Um, and I would probably then say my second would be Dune to part two. Um, third would be Mission Impossible. Um, and well, you know, maybe fourth that Martin Scorsese movie. I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I always love everything he does, especially when he does it with Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm, I'm less, I mean, I like Leo. I'm, I, I, uh. I'm intrigued. Like he does the historical kind of like stuff very well. He plays like historical figures well. I think. I think, you know, it's um, it takes a skill to do that. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. Like, but those are my top three at least. I dig it. I dig it. Man, this is a long episode as well. Um, I don't think we have any other more lists to go through. <laughs> Uh, so I don't we're know gonna we'll, list yeah. the the, the uh, top sandwiches we're oh most gosh. anticipating. I could, I could eating. I could do that for sure. Yeah, let's. Um, do. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you next week. I'm not really sure what we'll do, but uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright two five zero and John Wright seven 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 and at stayintargetpod. Please go to your podcast servers of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.